Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Check it out. It's the ultimate in training for commercial agents, and you can find it, guess where? CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Well, today we're going to talk about the hospitality industry, the hotels around the country, and as everyone knows, a lot of the hotels have had a really serious time through uh, COVID. Well, here we are at the, uh, getting into the uh, final stages of 2021, right? It's almost the end of the summer. And let's take a look at what's happening with hotels. Can hotel uh, industry, can, can they get financing? Are, are there any hotels selling? How are hotels performing? What's the future? We hear a lot about adaptive reuse. What's going on there? Well, we've tapped an expert for you. Please welcome my guest, it's Daniel Lesser. He's president and CEO of LW Hospitality Advisors. Daniel, good to see you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Great to be here. Well, Daniel, you've done a, a lot in the hotel industry throughout your, your career and currently you know, you're doing asset management, you're doing receivership, you're doing market studies and consulting and advisory and, and uh, you know, even have a predictive analytics uh, that you do that, that sound amazing to understand what's going on in the hotel industry. And I think the first question my audience is, is curious about is, you know, we, we hear, most of us hear that the, the hotels where people are going to vacation and get out of their homes finally uh, are doing okay, at least U.S. based. Um, how about vacation oriented uh, hotel-oriented properties around the world, uh, how are they doing? And, and then from there, you know, how are other hotels doing? I guess the convention hotels are still, still suffering, right? Well, clearly, uh, drive-to-leisure-oriented properties, um, not just in the United States, but around the world, are doing exceptionally well right now during the summer season, at least in the, in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, and yes, you're absolutely right that, uh, you know, downtown urban core and particularly uh, big box, large convention hotels, are, they have and continue to be challenged. Um, you know, the, 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 the big question right now is um, post Labor Day, what is what is the business and and group meeting and convention traffic going to look like? And, you know, for a couple of weeks, it was looking pretty good. Uh, until the Delta variant bubbled up. And now we see that, you know, a lot of companies are, are you know, pulling back on their demands for coming back to the office. Um, trade shows uh, have been canceled in New York. The automobile show was canceled. Um, so it was looking good for, for a period of time. And, and now it's, it's looking a little cloudy again. So there is some, there is some concern about the near term. Yeah, well that's then that's terrible. Uh, you, know, you hate to see this Delta variant uh, you know, getting uh, getting building steam and, and hurting uh, you know really the world and, and business around the world. So the uh, hotel market today, how are these properties? So these properties that drive to hotels and things, uh, leisure hotels. So are they just kicking it. Are they back partying like it's 2019. Uh, some are actually doing better than 2019, believe it or not. 
Um, so yeah, the demand is generally is generally there. There are all sorts of operational challenges uh, in terms of uh, uh, labor shortages. I, I probably don't need to talk too much about that because uh, every industry um, is is experiencing labor shortages, and and the hotel industry is is feeling it acutely right now. Um, you know, the Amazon effect, we've heard a lot of talk about that. Um, you know, working at a hotel is not, is not an easy proposition. It's, it's challenging. And, and, you know, the, the, uh, the pandemic has sort of, uh, evolved such that, uh, you know, better opportunities have come up and, and, and line workers within the sector have moved on to other industries. And so that, that's been a real challenge. And uh, I will tell you that I'm involved in some hotels where uh, the demand is there to make available 100% of the room inventory, but there are just not enough people to clean the rooms. I mean, we have general managers, directors of sales, what have you, stepping up and, and cleaning rooms, uh, but it's not enough. And so if you think about it, you know, here we coming out of this, this tremendous downturn, the demand is, has come roaring back for some assets. And yet, because of, of labor constraints, there's an inability to, to take advantage of that, uh, of that full demand, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, and kind of a crazy situation. It seems like they, uh, they don't want uh, tenants to have to pay rent, but it seems like everyone that wants a job has a job or could get a job, uh, kind of crazy. What about hotel sales? I know a lot of groups were thinking that this was gonna be a great opportunity to maybe acquire some assets uh, in a down market. What, what have you seen? So th that is a very interesting point. And yes, an awful lot of money was, was raised in anticipation of what was perceived as going to be one of the greatest buying opportunities ever in the lodging sector. And uh, that just did not happen. Uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, lenders for the most part have been, uh, I mean, the infamous kick, kicking the can down the, the road has definitely been a phenomenon that's been, uh, that's been going on in the sector. And so, yeah, there are a lot of uh, um, troubled assets in terms of, you know, paying debt service. However, uh, um, you know, forbearance uh, programs have definitely, you know, uh, forestalled any, uh, you know, significant amounts of foreclosures. We are actually seeing uh, quite, a num quite a bit of sales activity now. Uh, I mean, during the bottom of the, uh, of the pandemic, uh, you know, sales activity just came to a screeching halt. There was no financing. But when you look quarter over quarter, when you compare uh, uh, Q2 2020 and every quarter thereafter, the number of trades and the volume of trades has increased dramatically. Uh, and frankly, uh, values have rebounded as well. Um, so there's, there's a lot of capital out there. And for compelling opportunities, it's interesting. There's so much money out there that for compelling opportunities that have a good story uh, behind them, um, these distressed deals are actually getting bid up. The pricing is getting bid up. So we're seeing distressed-related transactions but don't necessarily reflect distressed pricing. 
Yeah, that's crazy. Hey, we're talking with Daniel Lesser. He's president and CEO of LW Hospitality Advisors about the hotel market. And you mentioned that uh, hey, for a while when this uh, pandemic started, financing really wasn't available. What do you see now? Uh, financing is definitely available, uh, even CMBS financing, which is, again, quite a remarkable uh, turnaround. I would say for the most part, it's, uh, it's acquisition financing and, and, and to some degree refinancing uh, um, funds as well. New construction is a challenge. Uh, you know, obviously, if, uh, if somebody is interested in developing a hotel, um, it better be a couple of years in the future. Uh, because right now it's it's pretty difficult to find something to put a shovel in the ground uh, in terms of uh, uh, capital backing. Uh, but if you think about it, for existing owners, that's actually a pretty good thing. Yeah. Well, how are uh, franchisors doing right now, Daniel? Did they, they suffer through this pandemic at all? Absolutely. Uh, you know, there's... there's there's a, a notion among some that, you know, franchisors tend to work off of a percentage of gross, uh, which is true. Uh, but the reality is, if there's no gross, <laughs> there, there are no fees, right? So, um, you know, the, ho the hotel companies are, are right in there with the owners in terms of taking it on the chin when there is no business. And... Um, again, we're seeing a, a really nice rebound uh, because, let's face it, traveling is part of human nature, right? And we're seeing that uh, people want to travel, people need to travel, and it's not going to go away. I mean, lots of folks talk about paradigm shifts, the new normal. Sure, maybe there may be some things that become new normal, right? Like this, for example, which is kind of interesting, right? The whole notion of uh, 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 video conferencing, which is, which is, Interesting in that it, video conferencing has actually been around for a long time, right? FaceTime uh, was, was, was around for, you know, probably 10 years before the pandemic. And yet, uh, you know, now Zoom has become, uh, you know, a commonly used term. Um, and the notion of utilizing uh, um, video conferencing, you know, has finally taken hold. You know, is that going to go away? Probably not, right? But there's nothing like face-to-face -face meetings, Right. Uh, um, you know, you can look at my eyes. I can see your eyes. Right. But you can't look into my eyes on video conferencing. And, you know, there's nothing there's nothing like that human connectivity. And, and that's not going to go away. Yeah. Because if we were together, I could see into your eyes, into your soul. I really know about you. Let's look at the, uh, the future of the hotel industry. I guess it's really hard to really. I mean, you're an asset manager, you're a consultant. When somebody asks you today, hey, Daniel, uh, I'm thinking about buying this convention hotel in New York. When's it going to come back? You know, if I had the answer to that question, I'd be buying that property. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the reality is that uh, nobody knows, right? I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know, right? Uh, um, nobody could have predicted the pandemic. Right. Nobody would have predicted uh, the Delta variant. Um, who knows what's going to come after this? Right. Is is coronavirus something that's going to morph into uh, a disease that just doesn't go away and becomes like influenza? I'm not a doctor. I have no idea. But uh, listen, again, coming back to the notion of uh, of meeting in person, 
I frankly think I, I tend to be a contrarian when it comes to investment. And I think actually now is the right time to be seeking out big box convention oriented hotels in downtown urban cores. Uh, now, the key is um, investors in the hotel space, hotel, hotels are fundamentally long term holds. They always have been and frankly, probably always will be. Um, um, and in, in investors that, that underwrite with the presumption of a three to five year hold um, could be playing with a little bit of fire, right? Think about anybody who closed on a deal in January 2020, right? If they underwrote, assuming a three to five year hold, that's going to be a very dicey proposition in terms of hoping to get, just get your principal back, right? But if you underwrite for and, and are ready, willing and able to hold for a 10 year period at a minimum, um, you're probably going to be okay and probably going to make some money too, right? Now, that doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to hold for 10 years, right? If, a, if an event uh, uh, to, to bake in some gains becomes available, you're going to take advantage of it, right? In year one, two, or three, right? But again, you need to be, be willing and ready to, to hold on for a long period of time if need be. And all of this dials back to the, the fundamental premise of how hotels are very different than other real, commercial real estate asset classes in that you're leasing guest rooms every single day and the pricing of those rooms changes by the nanosecond, which in an up market, that's a terrific thing, right? In a down market, it as we just experienced, it could be very, very challenging. Yeah, changes uh, pretty quickly, doesn't Well, Daniel, with your experience, I can't let you go until you provide some tips for operators today. As you mentioned, that some of them are having kind of similar problems, right, uh, with labor. Uh, and, and what are some of the other problems? And, and what are some tips you would provide for operators? Well, uh, clearly labor is an issue. Uh, uh, property taxes are also a, a big issue. Um, you know, if you think about it, it's, it is kind of interesting. I, I have on the valuation side, you know, lots of folks trying to convince me that, well, you know, when values went down during COVID, um, uh, property taxes uh, theoretically should go down. But unfortunately, that's not the way it works, right? Uh, if you think about it, most municipalities in America are, um, uh, are not all that solvent. And you know, while, while somebody may be entitled to a reduction in assessed value, right? If you think about how uh, um, um, taxes are, tax burdens are determined, they take a budget and they take the total assessed value and back into the tax rate. So while you may be entitled to a reduction of assessment, invariably, you're gonna probably end up paying more tax burden uh, uh, due to a declining value. So property taxes are a huge issue. Insurance costs are, are a, a big issue. Um, they're not going down anytime soon. And then, um, you know, we talked about shortage of labor, but in, in a fair number of downtown urban cores like New York, San Francisco, um, unions have also um, become a, a quite, a bit, quite a big challenge. And, and dealing with uh, with you know their their uh, um, agreements, if you will. So there are a lot of challenges out there in terms of uh, you know uh, advice and tidbits. Uh, you know I would say listen, everything is is predicated upon 
you know, what's your basis in a deal, right? And uh, right now there are some compelling opportunities to acquire hotel assets at way below replacement cost, right? I can think of, you know, uh, a trade or two in New York within the past year at $250,000 a room, which is multiples below replacement cost and, and folks commenting that they thought that was still a, ho a big number at 250 a room. And it may have been, but over a 10 year period, I'd like to think that that's not gonna be the case and that, um, you know, looking back 10 years from now, 250 a room in New York is, is actually gonna be a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's what the buyers are really looking for, right? So as far as strategies, so appeal your assessment, I guess it doesn't hurt to appeal it. Shop, shop insurance. When it comes to the labor issue, you mentioned you know, some of the more executive uh, positions in hotels, uh, even some of the owners themselves are cleaning rooms. Any other tips related to labor? How are people dealing with it except for not renting rooms? I mean, like I said, the way, the way a lot of them are dealing with it is they're not able to reopen their inventory in full, right? Which is not necessarily a, a solution, right? Because you're leaving money on the table by doing that. Um, you know, intuitively, one can say to, uh, you know, raise wage rates to be more competitive with the, with the Amazons of the world, but that doesn't exactly, you know, help your bottom line. Um, you know, some folks think that this, this whole labor issue is transitory and that once government benefits end, uh, finally, um, that people will be going back to work. Um, you know, time will tell. But in, in the meantime, um, listen, you know, in the, in the hotel industry, the, the repricing of guest rooms, like I said earlier, um, is a beautiful thing, right? And supply and demand, um, you know, kicks in very quickly. So there are tremendous opportunities to make up for enhanced labor expenses, uh, frankly, by, you know, charging more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and where you can get it. I know um, I've stayed in a, a few cities recently that really had a, a lack of supply uh, and it was quite expensive, uh, more expensive than I thought. Then you add a rental car and I was like, whoa. <laughs> that's if you can get a rental car. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, Daniel, what would you leave our audience to think about uh, related to the, the future ahead of us uh, in the hospitality world? I'm an optimist at heart. Um, frankly, if you're in the hotel hospitality business, uh, negati negativity doesn't really take you too far. Um, so, you know, I, I really believe that uh, um, brighter days are ahead. It's probably going to take some time. You know, that's the good news. The bad news is, let's face it, when you look back over, at least when I look back over my lifetime, right, um, the first sort of major crisis that I recall that the world experienced during my lifetime was the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962. Now I'm giving my age away. But if you look, if I look back just since then, there have been several notable uh, um, calamities, if you will, where it was, these were, oh my God moments, the world's about to end. You know, whether it be 9-11, whether it be the Gulf War, whether it be the stock market crashes. Um, again, if you go back in time, there, there's no shortage of, of events to look to. Uh, but every, same time, every, every time we seem to come back bigger and better, right? 9-11, you know, New York was done, right? Lower Manhattan was done, right? And look at what happened, you know, very shortly thereafter. So I'm very optimistic. 
Um, you know, I think the key again is uh, being very focused on on your basis, right? What you're getting into um, a deal at, and uh, and being ready, willing, and able to hold for a, a long period of time. Again, doesn't mean that you have to hold that long, uh, but if need be, you are able to. Okay. And how about the folks who are maybe in distress uh, and they've gotten uh, some forbearance from the lender, they're, they're getting to the end of it. What would be three tips for, for an owner operator who uh, is, in, is, in, is in forbearance, can't pay their payments? What are some tips for those folks? Uh, call Michael Bull and or me. We'll sell it or do something. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, let's face it. Uh, um, you, you know, the, the, uh, a lot of folks who are sort of in the thick of it and don't know really, you know, what to do, they, they, need, they need professional advice. And so, um, you know, we're working with a whole slew of folks who, um, you know, helping them figure out like, you know, frankly, okay, what is my next move, right? Do I hand the keys back? Do I declare bankruptcy? Um, you know, there is capital out there. There's no shortage of rescue capital, right? And figuring out, okay, well, how do I embrace that rescue capital and hopefully not get wiped out by it? So there are lots of alternatives and opportunities. And obviously that's all changing as time is going on. Uh, but I would definitely seek uh, professional assistance um, you know, from folks who are out there in the market and dealing with this day in and day out. And there's no shortage of owners that are sort of very focused on their own asset or assets and don't necessarily, uh, are not necessarily exposed to the bigger picture. Right. And if you're running your operations, uh, you're not experienced, uh, perhaps, at dealing with the different types of lenders. And it really depends on the different types of lenders you're dealing with and, and what their situation is, right, of, of how you should manage that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, Daniel, thanks for being with us today. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Great All to right. see you. Thank you. And if you'd like more from uh, Daniel, their uh, website is lwhospitalityadvisors.com, and we'll put a to link to their information at CRE show.com and also while you're there you can find other shows to watch or to listen you can also subscribe to our weekly show email announcing the show topic and the guest so till next week be sure that you always lead learn and laugh and join us for america's commercial real estate show America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Buxton. Take leasing, site selection, and due diligence to the next level. Make the right decisions with on-demand mobile data. Visit buxtonco.com. By Bull Realty. For proven commercial real estate asset and occupancy solutions, contact me. My email is michael at bullrealty.com. By Commercial Agent Success. Expert-level commercial real estate broker training. Cloud Access One, up to 21 one-hour videos. Visit CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Thank you for reviewing, subscribing, and sharing America's commercial real estate show.